Hey there, Screen Beans. Have you heard about Screen Snark? Rachel, this is an ad break. They aren't Screen Beans until they listen to the show. Fine. Potential Screen Beans. You like movies and TV shows, right? I mean, who doesn't? Screen Snark is a casual conversation about the movies and television shows that are shaping us as we live our everyday lives. That's right, Matt. We have a chat with at least one incredible guest every episode, hailing from all walks. We've interviewed chefs, writers, costumers, musicians, yoga teachers, comedians, burlesque dancers, folks in the film and TV industry, and more. We'd be delighted for you to join us every other Monday on the Certain POV Podcast Network. Or wherever you get your podcasts, fresh and tasty off the presses. What? what? That's... No, that's not... Can I call them Screen Beans now? Fine. Screen Beans! So tune in and we'll see you at the movies or on a couch somewhere. Because you're a whole Screen Beans now. You will be mine. Aurora. You're listening to the GBN Golden Red Broadcasting Network. Trainers at your ready, and welcome to the Champion's Path. Hello, Johto! You're listening to the Goldenrod Broadcast Network. Welcome to a Champion's Path, a Pokemon podcast. As always, I'm your Poke host, Maddie Limerick, and today I have one of my best friends, one of my favorite people in the whole world on the show with me, Rachel Bodner. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Just tell the people at home who don't know who you are, tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, I enjoy long walks on the beach. And by that, I mean, I enjoy sitting on my ass. (laughs) Hi, my name is Rachel Bodner. I work for a theme park that I don't speak for. And I spend way too much time on TikTok. Yes. I mean, so that's good. So let's jump in. What is your background with Pokemon? Well, I saw my first episode of Pokemon when I was in about first grade and became obsessed. Unfortunately, at the time, our cable package didn't have that channel. So my Aunt Joan who lived in New Jersey, would set her VCR to record Pokemon anytime it was on, and then she would mail me VHS tapes full of Pokemon episodes. And I I usually got like one or two a month. Mm -hmm. And looking back now, knowing how expensive VHS tapes are, makes me feel even more special. That's so lovely. I love that. So what was your, so you started off with the anime. Um, What was your first Pokemon game that you remember playing? Pokemon Blue for the Game Boy Color. Perfect. And what was your experience going through with Pokemon Blue? I loved it up until I got lost as hell in Seafoam Islands. Uh And I could not find my way out. And I just never picked the game up again until way later in my life and then i just kind of lost interest Mm -hmm. in trying to beat it because adhd 
Yeah, it's true. And when you're not thinking about it, it's it's also the thing I kind of love about Pokemon where you can just forget it and then hyper fixate it on it again six months later. Um, I do that every time a new game comes out. Like once it's actually released and we get the first trailer and those starters leak, I start hyper fixating really hard. And then the game comes out and I play really hard for about two or three weeks, which we're in that period right now. And probably by Christmas, I'm going to forget. It's like every time I yes, go back to are. my sword, my sword game that I... Um, that I keep going back to and ever because like I turned on sword the other day to download the uh, the DLC and the free Marshnomp that you can get. Oh, at, the um, DLC is so fun. It's that's what I've heard. And I originally bought it for the cruise ship and forgot where I put the receipt with the code on it. And our local GameStop here was so incredible and called their customer service to get the code back off of a receipt from over six months ago at a GameStop in Florida. She was lovely. Uh, they are lovely. It is a GameStop full of little queer people, and I just love it. I've spent too much money there since I'm visiting family, and they've just been great. So, did, would you say that you kind of fell off with Pokemon because you just didn't think about it, or because it wasn't cool after a point to like nerdy things, even though you and I tend not to have ever been bothered by that? But what what would you say that you maybe have come and gone from Pokemon? What were those reasons for well, after blue, I did play silver and crystal. Good, everyone. Good. The best games and ever. And then I had sapphire and diamond. Mm-hmm. But then after that, I guess my parents decided I was too old for Pokemon. And mm -hmm. I had no job at 13, 14. So yeah. that was the end that of Pokemon until I hit college. And then we have income that should be spent for other things. But, you know, student loan money, you got to get the pretty stuff, right? Exactly. Shiny things are important. Exactly. Shiny things are important. It's kind of how, how our friendship is. It's talking each other in and out of buying shiny things for little bursts of serotonin. You weren't here it to is stop true. me from buying this. You weren't here to stop me from buying this today at Five Below. Okay, uh, but that is a it, it is perfect. It is Perfect a purchase. Bulbasaur. It's a Bulbasaur Pez dispenser. And what I will say is somebody who doesn't really collect Pez, I do collect the goodest grass boy who is Bulbasaur. Um, and they were pulling it out of the box. And if anybody is a collector, you know that certain characters will get like three or four to a box. So right now it's the three starters, Eevee and Pikachu in this uh, particular Pez set. So I realized, looking as they're putting them out, that Bulbasaur comes one to a box. Everybody else gets two or three. Pikachu gets four. Eevee gets four. So I had to buy Bulbaboy. I had to buy the goodest grass boy. Of course. That is, I think, a definite thing that a lot of people we kind of haven't touched on is that, like, the thing with video game franchises, especially one like Pokemon that releases a big game every three years, some game, you know, sometimes they'll release another game every, you know, year and a half, the sequel games, once those start coming out, that there is a class barrier to being able to continue playing because now pretty much every, every two gens of Pokemon is on a new video game system. We were lucky enough that we were lucky enough that like you could play diamond pearl platinum and black white black white one black or black white two on the ds or the 3ds but x and y only came out for the 3ds and then sword and shield came out for the switch and so like you know i'm an adult i i will start saving and putting a little money aside for pokemon games paying them off as i can at the gamestop or whatever you know 
my sister was like, I've had this money set aside for six months. <laughs> um, you know, but it is a thing where it's like, you know, the late nineties and two thousands were hard for a lot of people. So it's, we're going to just see a lot of people that like we didn't now, have you gone back and played any of those franchises that you missed as, as an adult? I haven't been able to yet just because trying to find a 3DS. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to spend $500. Yep. If I wanted and to spend that much, I would just buy a new I would Switch. Buy the new, I'd buy the OLED Switch. And I'm also like, why haven't they ported them over to the Switch yet? Like, we're porting. Exactly. They could make so now. much money. Mm hmm. Well, and even then, when they ported them into the the the, the two DS, three DS, they were only ten dollars game, and they made millions. Like it's just a, it's a thing that they did. Um, so, did you also collect any of the cards or play the card game? I did when I was younger. I collected the cards, and then I think I've played the card game maybe two or three times in third grade. On the very rare occasion, one of my parents would take me to the store where they were having like the Pokemon leaked yep. stuff like mm -hmm. every Saturday, but you know, Saturdays are for garage sales. <gasps> oh, and if you, Oh, I love, I love a fucking garage sale. It's the one weird thing. And maybe it's cause we, we were theme park people, but like I didn't garage sale as much in Orlando as I thought I would like Florida is garage sale central. Cause you can have them year round. That's the beautiful thing yeah. about Florida. I mean, but we nobody do does five, Nobody does well, or it's like in Davenport or it's out. I mean, Gainesville, I, I did all the time, all the time, which was great. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm a carried a lot in Orlando. I Craigslisted a lot in Orlando. Um, get your minds out of the gutter. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, I, you know, that was more of like, I mean, I was a seller in Orlando, so I guess that, I don't know, but it is one of those things that it's just not. But also look at the people who are in Orlando. It's all Disney and Universal employees or old white people. Yeah, like, that's well, true. Or the, people, or, or the communities of color that have been there for generations and are being driven out by the, the locals. But um, what's the most recent, maybe other than Scarlet and Violet, what's the most recent game that you've played for Pokemon? Pokemon Shield. And then I've also mm. played the Let's Go Pikachu super fun what was your kind of outlook playing let's go pikachu because i know people either loved it or hated it what was your experience while playing it it was nice to get to go back to the kanto region mm -hmm. but i didn't like that the only way to level up was through catching pokemon yeah i i get why they were trying to integrate pokemon go but i think the people who were going to continually play pokemon go weren't like i don't necessarily care about my pokemon go pokemon integrating into the games yeah. i didn't love that they still only had like two attacks in the thing it made the gyms harder i loved a 3d rendered kanto i yeah, still think that i would i would much have rather had a 3d rendered crystal i know we've already had heart guard soul silver but i think because it is arguably so well appreciated having a sword and shield version of heart guard soul silver or crystal would have been so Absolutely. mass loved by the fans i think that would have just been better but you know i also silver get what was one of my favorite games it's the only one it's, i've actually I, beat all the way through well 
and I'll say I'm biased. I am biased because it's my first game in the franchise, but it is my favorite going back. I think it is still realistically has with the exception of like, uh, I think it was diamond and pearl or, um, Oh, I think it was Ruby and Sapphire that had the Battlefront tier after, but I think it is the best because you got both regions of gems. You got to see what happened after kind of Team Rocket laid waste to Kanto, like all these things that I think really made it special. And then they even improved upon that in Crystal. So I think I I think we've never quite gotten to go back to that. And they're trying that with Scarlet and Violet, but I think a lot of the the game operating systems in that are so glitchy that I'm not sure we're going to appreciate. It hasn't it, been I am too bad for me. I'm very lucky with that. That's good. The That's only good. glitching yeah. I've had was my Pikachu disappeared at one point when I was sending him out to go kick some butt. Oh, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I've, uh, mine's been more of like weirdly just like hovering or like getting stuck on a rock and looping. Um, The worst thing for me, I think, has been the classrooms, all the NPCs, like auto animation. I would have just rather that not been in the game. Like, honestly, yeah. a lot of it. So, can we talk about how this game is what I call the gay gaze? Like, this is queer gaze. The whole game was oh, yeah. built for queer people. Like, all the female NPCs are just like, she hulk cora like ladies all yes. the men have bara titties or like tired older millennials like it's very much <laughs> like brassius he looks yes. like a tired uh, millennial do you so we're kind of talking around it do you have a favorite game and it can be mainline or sequels i would have to go with probably silver or crystal only because that was the one where at that age I was finally old enough to kind of understand type matchups mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and fun fact I actually had a team in those games when I played Pokemon Blue when I was in second third grade playing that I never caught another Pokemon except for Blastoise and I just barreled through everything with one Pokemon yeah I did that as well with Silver in the beginning I kind of say I don't do that, but even up to like Sword and Shield, I did it a bunch. Though I did look at bringing in other Pokemon that I needed, but then I kind of caught them along the way and hoped they were big enough um, level. I'm doing that a little bit in in um, Scarlet and Violet because I don't see all of the Pokemon taking experience and leveling the same way. Also, it's really weird. I caught an oddly high-level Diglett that only had like 30 HP. And I was like, it's level 19. Why does it have 30 HP? No wonder it got knocked out once. Um, I was like, well, crap. I replaced my Rock Ruff with that because I thought it'd be appropriate because it's a Diglett that had Rock Terra type instead of Ground, which I thought was really fun. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, no, I would argue that Silver and Crystal are perfect that's why i kind of really want to go back and play them as like my fully formed self now but yeah like you said it i went like i can get a ds light for like 40 50 bucks that's not a problem but getting soul silver is 150 dollars yeah i wished i hadn't sold it for like 30 dollars back to gamestop 10 years ago like it's i just crazy. know it's one of those things yeah, I was like, no, I need a PS3 more than I need Soul Silver in my collection. What's wrong with me? Well, there's lots of things well, wrong with me. Well, there's such a drive for nostalgia now. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, true. I mean, at this point, I feel like it'd be better if I bought a Game Boy SP and then bought a silver cartridge and replayed through uh, silver and crystal that way, because that's actually cheaper. But have you seen on Facebook, there's a company that's like remodding, like in completely rebuilding Game Boy Colors, and it's in like pink and seafoam transparent cases with backlighting. Oh, I like that. And, and, and they've installed... Um, it's built into a uh, battery pack shape, but it's a lithium ion battery. So you can get like five or six hours out of it. And then you just plug it back into the wall. No, it's like, it's like $200 for them. But at this point I'm like, I feel like that'd be a great investment, honestly. Cause I would go back. Cause I also like never play Pokemon pinball. I never have played red and blue. I only played um, leaf green kind of going back, but you know, it's, I don't know, you know, Oh. I didn't even think about the other consoles either. Oh, well, I mean, I will also say that uh, I think Stadium and Gale of Darkness are, or not Stadium, Coliseum and Gale of Darkness are incredible games off of the mainline because they were a little grittier. They were a little darker. I love that you started with the two EVs and they became an Espeon and Umbreon. The NPCs in that are great. So I think for me, that's the, I didn't do a lot of them, the sideline games once we got into the DS or I like, I attempt, like I attempted one Ranger game. I didn't like it. I attempted Conquest and I didn't understand the kind of idea of that genre of gaming. So I just kind of stopped, but that's fair. I loved Pokemon Stadium and then oh, Pokemon yeah. Puzzle League I was obsessed with, but it made me so angry. And I think that's <laughs> why I was addicted to Bejeweled when that came out. Oh, absolutely. You can trace it yeah. back. Well, and that's why and I, then, I, hey, I still you Pikachu. I love Hey You Pikachu because you got the weird microphone with it uh, on the Yeah, N64. and it didn't well, work. No, it didn't. I believe they're porting into the um, Switch Online database of the old games that Stadium and Coliseum are both coming soon to the Switch. Oh, boy. And I already pay for it. So I was like, I will use the shit out of it. I will download both of those and I will use the shit out of it for those. Um, I was like, I'm a little more excited about that than I am to continue Scarlet and Violet at this point. But I'm going to keep playing Scarlet and Violet because my my sassy weed cat just hit its second level so and lechonk i love that lechonk's um evolution the fabulous hot pink and black pig is the male form and the the like brown and like more practical is the female form and i was like that seems correct that seems appropriate very gay again this game is very gay so what is your favorite singular pokemon what is your favorite singular pokemon if you had to pick one pokemon what is it that is so hard but I would have to so say hard. Eevee, because Eevee has so many possibilities. Mm -hmm. Would you give your Eevee a Neverstone until they had that right moment to pick exactly what they wanted to be? I think or so. Or would you want to pick the evolution? I mean, I love Sylveon. That's got to be my mm -hmm. favorite out of all the Eeveelutions. Yeah. Because she's such a cutie. And trans rights. Uh, so Hell yeah. In both forms, this is trans rights. But you also, like, knowing you as well as I do, and I feel like there is almost no one in the world closer with me than you are, that, like, you 
you just seem like someone who like till your dying day would have an Eevee and it would stay an Eevee. Like I just, I, yeah. that just feels correct to me though. I did say with somebody else that I would love a regional variation of Eevee and that's where the normal type evolution comes from. And it's an Eevee that just evolves into another normal type, but it has the caveat of being able to learn any, uh, it can learn. That would be cool. It, it can, it can learn kind of any other move. So it's kind of like when you've got the Nitto queen, that's poison and normal, but you also learn water moves, ice moves, dark moves. You know, I think that could be a very be cool great. for an Eevee. Now, is there a Pokemon that you think doesn't get enough love that you would defend if you were in a room of people making fun of it? I mean, definitely Bulbasaur, of course. Bulba boy, he never gets enough love, even though I do think a lot of people love him. I, I do not think he gets enough love ever, but. But like, it's so hard because it seems like there's one in every starter set. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean. That just deserves and, love. Well, and someone put it really well yesterday or the day before when we were recording that with so many fans and we now have 1,029 Pokemon someone is going to love every Pokemon. I don't think there is one singular Pokemon that that does not have at least one or two fans. Like, I think at this point, that there's agree. just so many. So I think, you know, I mean, I always will be like Dunsparce. I will always defend Dunsparce. Um, he is fun. Is there, is there any that because of the anime that you appreciate that you maybe didn't appreciate before the anime, any of the gens? I will say I used to love Mudkip up until the memes. <laughs> Mudkip is so sweet. And I don't get why people don't like Mudkip because Swampert is a tank. Swampert is still broken. Is Mug tank. Mega Swampert is crazy. But I think but I would die so for Totodile. Oh, yes. Clearly, I think all three of those starters are pure perfection because you got sassy chikorita who is just my ba little baby i am partial to grass types apparently um but totodile is so cute and for alligator is a boss and then typhlosion is incredible and i love the hisoyan typhlosion from arceus who is ghost and yeah. fire and he's super sleepy oh. i think he's perfection i would die for him i love him because he's a little derpy, i do love pumpkaboo <gasps> Pumpkaboo on my shirt. I think. Can we see? Is there? Oh, he's on here somewhere. I know. You and you know I only I'm love wearing... him because of Lil Boo. Lil Boo, Lil Pumpkaboo. I'm wondering if, when you know what opens, you know where we could get a Pumpkaboo, um, uh, 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 pump Pumpkaboo, Lil Boo crossover. I feel fun. like there's got to be I feel like there's got to be artists out there that have already done that art. So if somebody wants to send oh, yeah. it to us on social media, uh, if not, I'm going to commission somebody the to do icons that. as Pokemon. <gasps> oh, God. Well, you know, actually, Jack is really similar to the fire type. Um, the fire type Ultra Beast that is like it's a clown but then he's like juggling his dotted head like that's jack oh, that is jack yeah i mean let i mean jinx and chance are very similar together i think could be very fun i think could be very or 
You know what? You know what? Chance would remind me of is a regional variant or a female version of Mister Mime. Like if there was a female mime and it's it's yes. Chance. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Mime, Mrs. Mime. I think that would be, I think that'd be really fun. Oh, uh, we might have to do, let's, we're, you know what? We're going to put a pin in that. We're going to do a bonus episode of HHN icons as, um, as, uh, Pokemon slash Pokemon trainers. Yes, I think. Please. Okay. We're putting a pin in that. We're going to come back to it. Uh, so is there like, so let's say you're a Pokemon, uh, trainer your pokemon champion and you have to register to be able to research and go after a particular legendary what is one legendary that you would go after now whether it's just to click research on it to learn more about it or to add it to your own collection what is that one legendary that you would go after you could say a you could do a mythic pokemon too if you wanted honestly i would have to go old school and say either lugia or mewtwo because yes. I feel like Mewtwo Mewtwo's... just needs a friend. Yes. I love Mewtwo. And I loved I loved him even more when they brought him back for Detective Pikachu. I thought that was such a lovely tie-in that it was the same Mewtwo. Like that I thought yeah. was so important and showed how much they understood the franchise. But also Lugia, I I I've said that a couple times that I one loved the second movie. Two, it was so I good. was like I was like, I would love to live in that village that's just always kind of worshiping Lugia, but also I would like, I would be the one that stops people from trying to find him. Like, I would like sabotage trainers' boats and stuff that are trying to go look for Lugia. Oh, yeah. We would Scooby Doo that. Would Scooby Doo it? So, this is a big question. What is your dream team? Your six Pokemon that you would travel out with or that you would travel the regions to collect these six Pokemon? No, no legendaries and no mythics. What are these six Pokemon that you think you would have on your team? I mean, I would have to definitely start out with my boy Totodile. Good. And honestly, gonna throw an Eevee in there. I love that. Of course. Also seems appropriate for you. Absolutely. I love Yamper. Oh, Yamper's so cute. He's just I love so that. cute. And his evolution, Boltund, is adorable. He's so goofy. Then I would have to need, I would need a ground type in there. So, pseudo Wudo. Oh, well, he's rock choice. type, but like still, he also can do yeah, fighting. I think, I mean, yes, I think that's a really great. I've learned as an older person, if you can get Pokemon that dual type, it is so helpful. Absolutely. To really rounding out. Like ever since, um, brilliant pearl and now with scarlet and violet i keep a psyduck on my team because it gets it has psychic and it has water and it's very powerful so i think that's very smart for a fire type i would probably go with charmander cute and okay. get him through his evolutions just because i can't not have charmander he's a precious little baby he is a precious baby and charizard is a sassy bitch and i love him absolutely Let's see, that brings me up to five, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. math is hard. Yeah. Honestly, Grokey. Grokey! Oh, I don't think he gets enough love from that gen. Everybody, I mean, bisexuals all love Scorbunny. I'm going to die on that hill. And then ever, oh, everybody yeah. loves Sobble, the little water sad boy. But I loved Grokey. I think he's so cute. Same. And his, Rillaboom his, is so fun. He's, Rillaboom he's a big is drummer. So, 
big drummer. I love his like natural braids, dreads. I think it's so appropriate. Yeah. Such a lovely design. I think that's very fun. I, I haven't had anybody else that's had a bunch of partners on the team. And honestly, uh, with I was thinking about my um my team through like the scale of like you know we all can't be ash we all can't be eternally 11 for 25 years i would probably still fixate on like like as an adult i love bulbasaur so much that i'm actually not sure that i would uh i'm not sure that i would even have him evolve to venusaur unless it was the right moment to because i really just love bulba boy but i also understand that like you know that it's appropriate for some people and not for others but like you know it's it's a you know it's just a thing now so we talked about dream team something that really makes the pokemon games and is really interesting are the npcs and they're so prevalent because you have to battle them they have to give you information you have to trade with them um and and the interesting thing about npcs in the pokemon games are is that they all have a specific specific trait or like job they do with that kind of trait or the title if you could pick an npc out of all of the pokemon franchises what do you think your npc type would be for for the Pokemon world. Oh gosh. That wasn't on the list. I've started throwing that at people because I thought it was a fun question. Oh my goodness. There's so many. Would I want to be a youngster like Joey because I like shorts because they're comfy and easy to wear? I mean, most lesbians all end up looking like a young trainer or a beauty ace That's trainer true. after a while. You're not wrong. <laughs> It's true, you know. I do like the artist NPCs that they have in Scarlet and Violet. Because mm-hmm. I like the way their hair looks, but I don't think I could wear that paint mask all day. They're also, I think we had mm. artists in X and Y as well because it was France. Okay. You know what? I'd be a youngster type because it's just comfy. Let's That's just my it. soft butch outfits. It's so true, though I like to think that much like Pokemon, that you start off as a cool trainer, or you become uh, a young trainer, then you become a, a, um, a cool trainer, and then you evolve into Ace Trainer. I like to think it goes in that way. Okay. Through, uh, I don't know, just because they like you transition, and after a while you don't get young trainers anymore, you get cool trainers, and then after a while you get Ace Trainers yeah. instead of cool trainers but that works for me so let's say that you happen to be a young the young trainer who made it all the way through you defeated the champion and you're you are your region's pride and joy because you're the only one that could do it and they ask you to be a pokemon gym leader of just a conventional single type gym what would your single type gym be my single type i would actually have to say would be Can I tell you what I, I think yours so- is? Yes. I honestly think you would have the normal type gym because it'd be. I was going cute. to say normal like, type. I love that. But <laughs> also the normal type gym also wrecks teams typically because yeah. most of the time you haven't gotten a fighting type. Well, it's like in Scarlet and Violet when in that first gym, the Teddy Ursa is the third Pokemon, but it has yeah. a bug or a type. I was like, oh no, this might go really poorly for me. It didn't luckily but it almost my boy quaxley had wing attack Mm. so 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 helpful and i'm sure it is especially against grass types as well 
Oh, absolutely. And that is the lovely thing about Quaxley. And it, I guess it makes sense in that game why your your um uh the rival annoying girl annoying gay girl with with green hair because she's clearly clearly on your spectrum namora she's i do i love all the character designs in this game i love that all the designs the adults are tired or glamorous um but i was a little surprised that they have her pick quaxley when you pick pick spaghettito like i did um but then it made sense because i was like oh well she becomes dark he becomes he's also got some flying moves he also then gets you know he gets his other typing so like it does make sense to me i guess in the long run um okay now here's the fun question now this is the question that i came up with that i think is the most fun and so we're going to talk about it so i think as the games go and we brought it into this idea of like open world i think a bigger challenge now would be if every gym was a concept and then you had pokemons of different types in that gym and so it's more about the concept of where it fits in world so i'm calling these our non-conventional gyms so if you were a gym leader of a non-conventional gym in a new region what would the theme of your non-conventional gym be and then maybe how what would the gym look like lesbians <laughs> i love that so so i haven't decided what the badge will be called yet it's either gonna be okay the sappho badge or the flannel badge of course i love that i love that that's the fabric that. of my people boo it's true. and it that's would literally just be all sorts of pokemon that either a lesbian would have or that looks like a lesbian because you know glaceon is going to be in there as the angry femme oh, yeah oh as the angry femme yes absolutely i you know what i support that because uh, again, Scarlet and Violet are saying gay rights without saying gay rights. Let's just be honest here. We are saying it. Oh, um, yeah. Now, something everyone, so all of you all have the questions ahead of time, but something you all do not know is that I have also come up with an unconventional gym type for every guest that may or may not fit with who they are or something about my friendship with them. So for you, Rachel, I came up with the gym called the Cat Scratch Club. Yes, that is a rent reference for everyone at home. Because ah, I know ah, Rachel ah, and I ah, bond ah. over uh, rent phases in our life. Now, such a dark Pokemon, time. The Pokemon I would have in this in this gym are Alolan, Alolan Persian. Okay. Perserker, because I also will die on the I will die on the the field the the hill that Meowth should be in every single region and have a regional variance in every single region that we get. Meowth should always be there because there's a different kind of house cat from all over the world. It just happens. Yeah. We also have all the wild cats. I think it's just appropriate. Um, so Perserker, and then th- now this might be a. Uh, something that makes people angry but the only evolution that is actually a cat is my personal favorite espion espion is a cat and you cannot argue me oh otherwise. my gosh yeah N- none of the other evolutions huh. or eb are a cat but espion is feline like because i think she is in a future state of where cats and dogs have merged or cats and phoenix whatever it is then um i say we need a female pyroar because she has that amazing mohawk and then yes. I want a meow stick, but the male because I like the coloring. And then um, 
because we have the most special, special flamboyant weed cat ever. Mouscarada has to be the last one, my Sprigatito final level. Uh, so that would be my unconventional gem <laughs> that I'm bringing to this is the Cat Scratch Club gem. We have done lots of other ones, but that one I was just like, oh, I know what I got to do for Rachel. Plus it's because Rachel and Steph, <laughs> you have two cats. I love your cats. We, we do. Love they cats. love you. Well, that's, that is to be questioned sometimes, but you know, maybe I shouldn't uh, have to take big breaks from them. So but the world is not fair, so I can't see them often. Now, what a lot of people have asked for back in the day when like Skyrim was getting big and the Elder Scrolls games were becoming massive, Red Dead Redemption, everybody started talking about whether Pokemon could be open world games then. We had people that were doing mock-ups of things and it looked cool, it looked very scary, but um, an idea that people had with that game would be that early on you could either choose the villain's path or the hero's path. So you could join oh, a villain syndicate. Cool. I think it could never happen because I don't know if that fits with the Japanese sensibility and you know the parents groups in America would lose their mind but yeah. this, I promise this has a point if you could join any villain syndicate across all of Pokemon which syndicate would it be see the nostalgic part of me wants to say team rocket but at the same time they were actually doing horrible things mm -hmm. no, the interesting thing it's about team rocket is that they i everybody's gonna be so sick of me saying this by the end of the show but like they are truly a mafia type syndicate where they were doing the most petty larceny things all the way up to actual war crimes where all yeah. of the other teams have like one main thing and it's typically like world domination or world focused so it's i also go like you could be a jesse and james and just be like the goodest boys in yeah. an organization like that. Or you could be like Butch and Cassidy and uh, uh, Bonnie and Clyde who are awful people. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with going with pure nostalgia. But I, I am I don't vibing with Team Star, though. Uh-huh. So far. Mm -hmm. I don't know what their plan is, but they amuse me. Because I know they started as like a club at the school. They very much remind me of Star Kid. Uh, from you, Mish. Um, <laughs> you can't tell me that Team Star was not the drama club. They're the theater club of the yeah. kids that never got cast yeah. in the main stage at the Battle Academy because you know there's a drama club at the Battle Academy. <laughs> you know there is a drama club wrong. at the Battle Academy. <laughs> they just wanted to be in the stage production of Pokemon in Love. <laughs> it's true. It's true, but you know, then you have that one girl who's there, Rachel Berry, that was just mad that she, uh, she said that she sang better than a Jigglypuff, and everybody was like, "Uh huh, okay, sure, crazy." But then it's she okay. She star... didn't send Jigglypuff to an active crack house. Oh my god! I forget. There's so much that happened after I stopped watching Glee that is just so insane, and that you and Steph continue to remind me of the insane thing <laughs> after. I watch. So I guess as we're like getting towards the end and wrapping up, what is it now that you kind of are, are an adult, maybe have, I use this term loosely, disposable income, or you're able to go back and buy Pokemon games or buy the new ones. What is it that keeps you going back to Pokemon or even just being a fan, opening it up on your phone on Pokemon Go when we're walking around Universal or Disney? Like, what is it that keeps you going back? Honestly, I'm purely nostalgia-driven, and I do genuinely enjoy the games. It's a nice way to relax and just 
have time to myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I think it is as simple as that for a lot of people that, you know, it's also, they're super cute. I mean, you and I are very similar in the way that we just like cute shit. We like cute things and there's nothing cuter than Pokemon mostly. Like even the dumb exactly. ones are cute. I'm I want to go to Japan. I want to go to the Pokemon cafe. But what I guess are some things that you are hopeful for the future of the franchise, like the longevity of Pokemon as a brand, as an entity, just to I exist. love the open world. I'm so glad they finally decided to make open world games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I want them to do an open world of previous games. Mm-hmm. Because I mm-hmm. think that would just be so cool. Mm-hmm. Let me just run all over Kanto, Johto, mm-hmm. Hoenn, Sinnoh. Or give us a big game where you pay 60 for the game and then maybe you unlock the, they slowly unlock the regions where each region is DLC. And I would be fine paying like 20 bucks per region. I would oh do it. Oh my gosh, yes. We could truly uh, do Ash's Journey. But maybe wait till the Nintendo NX comes out to do it. Because I think that's what they yeah. just announced the new logo this week. Uh, you know, it's always a working title or whatever, but I think that's the big issue with Scarlet and Violet is it sh- it, c- it needed to wait for the next thing. Because, like, I don't know yeah. if anybody else has noticed. I don't know if anybody else has noticed, but there's never been a game that I've heard my Switch running. But let me tell you, when that girl has to boot up the start Scarlet and Violet, it sounds like a, it sounds like a, um, it sounds like a a storm is coming in Florida. Like it was. <laughs> it like truly I can does. Fear, I can I can feel the fan. I can hear it. So it's a it's a thing. I just I I'm with you. Like for me, it's as simple as Pokemon still existing. Like even if I exactly. like I had the hardest time with this one being like, oh maybe this wasn't for me. Maybe maybe I can just appreciate this generation as the card game, and maybe when the anime starts because i'm not having the most fun with the game but i'm gonna keep playing like i'm determined to play all the way through it um, well, we got a link really up in the game yes we do i haven't linked up with anyone yet but i need to i need i i will do that i'll actually probably share that on our social media too. share my my link for everybody but speaking of you know sharing things rachel every broadcast we will be giving away a free digital download code to the Pokemon TCG online app so that you can get real cards in the card game. I know Rachel's got a, uh, an aghast face. Uh, So today, (laughs) but there's a very special password that you need. And the first person that gets us to it on the day of uh, episode release gets the code. And today's secret password is Evie. Again, today's secret password is Evie. Be the first to respond on our Instagram story and it will be yours. Rachel, Thank you for taking a break from your journey to be the best that ever was to hang out with me today. I appreciate it so much. Always, Maddie. All right, folks. Coming up next, we have Oak's Pokemon Talk. And later, tune in for Burma's Password, where real people win real prizes. As always, I'm your Poke host, Maddie Limerick. And until next time, friends, it's you and me and Pokemon.
Thank you for listening to the Champion's Path, a Pokemon podcast presented by Saturday Morning Confidential, a part of the Certain POV Media Network. You can find us on Facebook at Saturday Morning Confidential and on Instagram at SMC Podcast. There you can follow our link tree to every podcast platform under the sun where you can listen to our show. You can find us along with all of the incredible shows on the Certain POV Network at CertainPOV.com. Saturday Morning Confidential and Dreamer Productions do not own Pokemon. In games or media form, this show is purely for entertainment and educational purposes only. And our ending credit music is Jungle Cavern by Brett Eaglestein. Join us next time for another journey down the champion's path. CPOV. CertainPOV.com.